friends, my name is Maddie Wong and I'm the creative director here at Fielder Church. Welcome back to another episode of the Fielder Church podcast. We are starting a brand new series where we are going to take these last couple of weeks in August and talk about different mental health struggles. Everything from depression, anger, anxiety, burnout, and fear. So I hope you'll stay tuned with us for these next couple of episodes. But through this series, I wanna bring you real testimonies of people who have struggled through dark and difficult seasons in their life and hopefully offer you practical steps and strategies and just show you just the goodness and faithfulness of who God is to bring them through dark and difficult times. And so without a doubt, we are going to be talking about depression today. And I have brought three women to share their stories of depression and how God has walked them through that. And so if you wouldn't mind starting, just introduce yourself and tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. Okay, I guess I'll start. Um, (laughs) um, My name is Elizabeth Parks. Mm -hmm. Uh, My husband is Jim Parks. He is one of the executive pastors here at Fielder. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a wife and mom of three grown children, um, and I am also a licensed counselor. So I can kind of speak to both sides of this issue. Yeah. And I'm Carrie Hammonds. Um, I have three kids. They um, will all start school tomorrow, so they'll all be out of the house. (laughs) And um, I am a writer on the side. And then um, in my fun spare time, I'm an event planner. Cool. Yes. Okay. And I'm Becky Palacios, and I'm on staff here at Fielder. I'm the executive assistant to operations and missions. Awesome. Welcome. Thank you guys for being on here. I really appreciate it. I know this is a just a vulnerable Mm -hmm. topic. Um, It's something you live that was really traumatic and difficult. So Mm -hmm. I really appreciate you being willing to come and share it with us today. So I want to start just painting a picture of what depression was like for you. Mm-hmm. And so we can just go down the row. If you would just help listeners just understand what this experience was like for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't mind starting. Mm-hmm. Um, I s- have struggled with depression my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in a Hispanic, uh, you know, small, commu- small church community, mental health wasn't something you ever talked about. It mm. wasn't addressed, it wasn't an issue, it didn't exist. Like yeah. just close your eyes and just be happy. Like the Lord is kind, yeah. like just be happy. And so I never really understood it mm. for a long time. I just thought there were certain days where I was just being a brat or I just thought that I was mm. just being, you know, I was tired or I was dealing with something, but yeah. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't really officially have a term for it until I went to college. Mm. Um, And for me, depression, I have like, I call them like symptoms that kind of deal, that start happening around the time where I start getting, I also call them flare-ups. I don't know if any of this is correct terminology, (laughs) but like when I start feeling um, like an episode coming or a season of it Mm -hmm. or a bout of it coming, um, there's some symptoms that show up. And I think we can talk more about those a little later. But um, for me, depression is just like, there's no joy, there's Mm -hmm. no hope, Mm -hmm. there's a heaviness, Mm -hmm. there's a coldness to life, Mm -hmm. um, and there's just, there's nothing. Like, it's just an emptiness, a very solid emptiness, and so it's like, I'm just a body with nothing to do Mm. except my responsibilities. Like, my responsibilities were what kept me going because Mm -hmm. I had to achieve those Mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason, and so for me, it's just, there's just nothing in life. Like, there's no hope, there's no joy, there's no reason to wake up. Yeah. Uh, There's a nihilistic view Mm. of life and my experiences, Um, and so that's just what it shows itself. That's how it appears in my life. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's good. And mine's similar. Um, I didn't have the words for it either. Um, Mm -hmm. I was a child when it began. Um, Really, symptoms physically Mm -hmm. started um, Mm -hmm. as 
a sophomore in high school. I was 15. I can remember having yeah. um, just severe pain hmm. in my stomach. Um, so a lot of feelings and emotions that I didn't have words to put to them. Hmm. Uh, lots of doctor visits and tests and trying to figure out what is physically wrong. Let's give you a yeah. diagnosis. Yeah. Um, and stress kept being put. And yeah. as a 15 year old, you're just oh, like, God. what stress yeah. do I have in my life? Hmm. Like yeah. I'm enjoying school. Um, I'm from the same small community that yeah. she's from. Um, yeah. So just, it was a fun place to grow up. Yeah. Like, why am I not happy? Why mm. do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. even at the diagnosis of depression, mm-hmm. I wasn't told you have depression. Mm. I was told, take this medicine. It will yeah. help your stomach feel mm. better. Um, and so that was really hard to be being treated for depression, but to not have the words and be able to just say, I have depression. Um, And I felt similar Mm -hmm. to Becky in the fact that Mm -hmm. it wasn't talked about. Um, Mm -hmm. So when people are using the word stress and depression, Mm -hmm. I didn't know anyone around me Mm -hmm. was experiencing the same Mm -hmm. things. I didn't know people in my family had experienced that. So it just felt very lonely. Um, Mm -hmm. I had similar feelings to Becky as well. And I'll add darkness. Mm, I can always look back on the period Mm of heavy depression and they Mm -hmm. are clouded in darkness those periods Mm. just look very dark to me yeah Um, and my my experience is very similar um and I think probably um what I would add to it is um I I just felt like there was this cloud over Mm -hmm. my head um Mm -hmm. and I really resonated with the no joy yeah um uh, and the darkness um and I I I was trying to think to myself Mm -hmm. if if I were to give words to it what did it say to me and I think I think what I heard from my depression mm-hmm. was, um, I can't, mm-hmm. um, and not just, mm-hmm. not just, um, you're a failure, which I heard some of that, but that yeah. I can't bear this. I can't mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. All I want to do is escape this. Yeah. Um, it was, um, it was just a, it was just this heavy feeling mm-hmm. of, of, um, yeah. I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good concept mm-hmm. to, to apply, like what the lie or what the phrase that yes. was like constantly surrounding. And mine was like, there's no point. Mm-hmm. There's no point. There's yes. no purpose. Like mm-hmm. that was mine. Mm-hmm. And that's where the nihilism comes mm-hmm. in. Like, um, I didn't know that word up until like a few years ago where yeah. they, it was like you, talking. You define it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. nihilism essentially is like the, the thought or the concept or the principle that you don't, you believe that things are meaningless, that mm-hmm. they have no worth, they have no value. Mm-hmm. There's no purpose to them. Mm-hmm. And whenever I r- heard that word for the first time, it was like an aha moment. I was like, okay, like, so the, I'm not insane. Like, this is like a thing <laughs> yeah, that like has validating. a term. Yeah. Like, the, it's, it was validating mm. for me. And so that was my phrase. It's like, yeah. there's no point. Yeah. There's no purpose. And if I remember correctly, you weren't a believer at the time. No. Right? So, yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of coming at this from mm-hmm. per- both perspectives. Yes. I didn't yeah. become a believer until a few years ago. Yeah. And so dealing with depression then versus now, both are heavy and yeah. mm-hmm. awful to mm-hmm. weigh and they're weighty. Yeah. Um, but I do have those two perspectives. My mm-hmm. I dealt with all of my depression for the most of my life without the Lord. Yeah. Um, and it's a completely different experience. Mm-hmm. And I think as a believer yeah. now, it gives me more empathy mm-hmm. to yeah. understand um, my unbelieving mm-hmm. friends and yeah. all of my yeah. other people in my life that don't know mm-hmm. the Lord and are distant from the Lord. Like it gives me more empathy to know yeah. that they have to live life mm-hmm. like right. that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. without the joy, without the hope, like without the confidence of the scripture. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, for most of my life, I had to deal with depression as an unbeliever. Yeah. yeah. And I, th- I think mm-hmm. it's hard as a believer to deal with it because we're not yeah. supposed to feel that way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't feel this way. Exactly. You know, you, you hear this, you shouldn't in your yeah. head, and yet you're still dealing with this. I can barely stand to yeah. function in life. Exactly. Because, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's heavy. I think that's why I'm so grateful you guys are talking about it because I know you mm-hmm. all love and follow Jesus faithfully, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, 
like, I want to talk about it for people yeah. who maybe are listening that are believers is saying like, I have this feeling, but I can't feel this way. I've got to have the joy of the Lord. I've got to be yeah. filled with hope. And yeah. you're saying this is a real thing that believers and non-believers struggle mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And so I, um, yeah, I appreciate you saying that, you know, it's just a, I heard heaviness mm -hmm. and like, yeah. it was almost like an end, like it was like a dead end, like a, mm -hmm. you can't like being stopped. And so, but you probably didn't wake up one morning and just say, oh no, I'm depressed. Um, it, it was probably a journey for you. Um, would maybe one or maybe a couple of you guys just share a little bit about maybe what led up to um, depression, realizing that? Yeah, yeah so I, um, I can come at it from, again, I was an unbeliever for most of my life. Mm -hmm. Grew up in the church, so I knew all the churchy phrases. I knew all the churchy stories. Um, my mom was basically a pastor growing up, and mm -hmm. so um, I knew all of it. But in my mind, my mom is the godliest woman I know, and I can still say that with confidence. Yeah. Like she is one of the godliest women I know. She's been a faithful follower of the Lord, mm -hmm. and she's suffered mm -hmm. immensely in mm -hmm. this life. Yeah. And I remember think seeing her and seeing how devoted she was to Christ despite her circumstances. Yeah. That created a paradox in my mm -hmm. head because I was like, how can you say the Lord is good and yeah. yet you're dealing with this? Mm -hmm. How can you say the Lord is faithful yeah. and is a provider and yet we're dealing with this mm. like and so it created a paradox to where not only did I never doubted the Lord existed and that is mm -hmm. by God's grace that I never yeah. doubted his existence but I questioned his goodness mm -hmm. I was like he's not for me he's just up there living his best life while I'm down here yeah and so um I questioned his goodness and so I not only didn't believe in the Lord mm -hmm. but I think I despised him mm. and I resented him yeah um and I lived with that identity of yeah. being someone who was created, despising her creator for most of my life. Mm -hmm. And so I went to um, I went to a school in Dallas. And so I moved from my hometown when I was 18 and came to school in Dallas and lived alive and made a lot of decisions that um, I regret. But the reality is that there was a period where I got into uh, what I thought was a great relationship at the time. Um, and a series of unfortunate events <laughs> happened mm -hmm. after that and then we broke up mm -hmm. and I didn't realize that but I think we were created to worship and yeah. when you don't have the Lord mm -hmm. in your on your throne on the mm -hmm. throne of your mm -hmm. life yeah. to worship you will find something else yes, to worship absolutely and so for me I was worshiping that boyfriend I was mm -hmm. like he was my he was everything to me yeah and um he became everything to me and whether he meant it to happen that way or not that yeah. was just the reality of how it happened yeah and i remember there were many times where mm -hmm. the lord wanted what would prompt me and i don't mm -hmm. know i don't i don't know why he even went so far to pursue me when i lived a life so far from him but he prompted me for us to break up yeah and i quenched that multiple multiple times mm -hmm. and then finally when we did i had nothing and so i was just like this he was he was God to me like yeah. and so I had nothing left mm -hmm. and um, I just ended up in a pit because you know I had basically distanced my friends mm -hmm. and uh, distanced myself from my family yeah. and my work and my career had taken a spot on the back burner so I had nothing left yeah. and so I went from having someone in my life and being my best friend to nothing mm -hmm. and um, it was heartbreaking and mm -hmm. I you know, it for me, it just mm -hmm. proved my point to the Lord. Like, yeah. even though he tried mm -hmm. to protect me from it, in my mind, I used it as evidence yeah. of what I already believed, which is the Lord is not for us. The mm -hmm. Lord is not good. Mm -hmm. And um, it for me, it validated that. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. for again, like I, I went through that awful breakup mm -hmm. and um, 
had some other things happen to me um, mm -hmm. that were really traumatic. And then I got diagnosed with a autoimmune disease and oh, yeah. at the same time of my breakup. And mm -hmm. so for me, one of the th ways that my depression uh, ex reveals itself is that my appetite is the first thing to go. Mm -hmm. And when I try to eat, I get nauseous. And so mm -hmm. that goes to show like your mental health affects your physical mm -hmm. health. Yes. Like that, they, these good. are all interconnected. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. your spiritual health will affect mm -hmm. your mental mm -hmm. health and your physical mm -hmm. health and vice versa. Yeah. And so the my nausea kicks in really early. And so over that period um, of like, I think it was like a month and a half, maybe two months yeah. of depression. I lost 25 pounds in two mm. weeks. Mm. And wow. for me, it was all about appearances. So I would keep going to work and keep showing up well-dressed. Yeah. And I would even, like my face and my hands were starting to get discolored because mm. I wasn't eating. Wow. But in an effort to try and like appear like I'm okay, mm -hmm. I would literally cover my hands and my face with makeup mm. to yeah. make sure that I wouldn't get any questions asked. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I lost a lot of weight. And then another thing that mm -hmm. added into it is like people would see me so much thinner and be like, oh my gosh, you look so yeah. great. What do you do? Oh, like, what do you, man. can you tell me your <laughs> recipe? And I was like, well, just let your body die. That oh, is the, that is yeah. like how it works. And so well, it was a really hard thing where like multiple insecurities would yeah. keep getting hit and keep getting deepened and deepened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah. yeah, I just ended up in this pit of like mm. just nothing nothingness like yeah. a nothingness there was nothing to keep mm -hmm. me going um yeah and so yeah that's kind yeah. of that's kind of how that ended up happening yeah uh, was just like that's my good. heart was broken my body was broken yes. my mind was broken my spirit was broken yeah. every aspect of my life yeah. was just in shambles yeah. and i had nothing left and yeah. so um yeah so that's mm -hmm. how my depression mm -hmm. the, the big depression like that's yeah. how kind of reference to it that's what led up to it yeah i mean i, I heard it it doesn't just happen like this yeah. was a series of events yeah. that led up to just building on each other just yeah. compounding over and over again mm -hmm. yeah. yeah um but that's good mm -hmm. i um would like for to ask also um, if one of you guys or a couple of you guys would talk about just the moment that it all came crashing down for you. We're kind of taking the listeners on a journey. Yeah. We're talking about what yeah, it yeah. was, what led up to it, but now like there, there's a moment for some people mm -hmm. where it feels like your life is crashing down. So just some of you guys have a breaking point. Is that is that something that you experience when you're walking through depression or? Yeah, for me, it's a pretty vivid memory. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, like these ladies have mentioned, I think I struggled with it my entire life. I just yeah. thought I was an mm -hmm. intense child. I was different yeah. than other people. Yeah. I just, you know, I thought too much. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I know now I was dealing with um, undiagnosed ADD, which mm -hmm. probably contributed to it. But mm -hmm. yeah. um, I think it, the moment that it all came crashing down, we mm -hmm. were... Um, Jim was a music minister in Mississippi, mm -hmm. and I had just given birth to my third child. Yeah. And um, I just have this very vivid memory mm -hmm. of a day when I am sitting in the corner of my bedroom yeah. sobbing, mm -hmm. and my three-year-old and my two-year-old are standing at the door saying, Mommy, what's wrong? Mommy, oh, what's wrong? And yeah. I could, I just I want to cry when I think about it now because yeah. the thought that my little children mm -hmm. were standing there trying mm -hmm. to figure out what was wrong mm -hmm. with me um, is kind of devastating to think about yeah. you know because we want to be incredible moms and yeah. and so right. at that point i began to realize that whatever was going on with me was affecting the people i loved around you mm -hmm. um and so it was not long after that that we moved mm -hmm. to arlington and i just went to see my doctor and said yeah. you know i can't do this anymore and yeah. um that's when he put me on 
on medication. And then there was a journey from there because I wanted to right. figure out what was going on. And I went to the psychologist, the psychiatrist. I did the whole right. thing to kind of figure out what was going on. Yeah. But for me, the moment came when I realized yeah. how much I was hurting the people I loved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you can remember that. Yeah. yeah. Vividly. Definitely. Yeah. And mine was the opposite. Um, like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier, um, I was put on antidepressants mm-hmm. um, at 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, a really, really large dose that just yeah. affected me greatly. Um, yeah. I had lost a lot of weight. I, mm-hmm. I'd had an eating disorder um, in late middle school, early high school, mm-hmm. and had lost a lot of weight. And mm-hmm. taking the medication, yeah. uh, it, I put on a ton of weight. Mm-hmm. And so I no longer could even recognize myself mm-hmm. when I looked in the mirror mm-hmm. um, and still just struggled with such heavy depression, even being on the antidepressants. Yeah. I had... Um, undiagnosed medical conditions mm-hmm. that weren't going away and yeah. they were you know we were told you take this medicine right, they told you go you're away. gonna feel better right. and I wasn't so everything mm-hmm. was just not working mm-hmm. um, so I had been on antidepressants for several years I went away to college I was at Baylor um, for the whole freshman year and the first semester of my sophomore year um, my granddad passed away my fr- mm-hmm. the second semester of my freshman year and that was pretty traumatic it was yeah. just unexpected I was super close with him mm-hmm. it was really the first major death I had dealt with yeah. and um, being away at college away from family um, it just it was a very triggering yeah. event in my life um, but still just trying to push through um, so for me um, sec- first semester of my sophomore mm-hmm. year I didn't make grades again just mm-hmm. was still really struggling through all of that the antidepressants, I slept 17 hours a day. Like I couldn't get up and go to class. I couldn't, Mm -hmm. I would fall asleep trying to study. So just constantly trying to make up for what I was missing and just could not make grades no matter how hard I studied. And so I just felt like such a failure. Everything I had dreamed for was to be at Baylor and that was just falling apart and um, Mm -hmm. went home that uh, Christmas break just mm-hmm. and told my friends, I'll be back. I can remember just through tears, I'll be back. Mm. I cried the whole entire three-hour drive home, yeah. um, talked to one of my best friends and just told her I was just like, I can't go back. And so then I had to have that conversation with my parents when I got home of, I, I don't think I can go back. And right. I cold turkey, don't recommend it at all. <laughs> yeah. That is not medical All the medical advice. professionals listening. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, gosh. <laughs> um, cold turkey oh. went off the medication. And oh. really the next year um, is just kind of the darkest for me looking back yeah. and, and those memories. Um, I can remember locking myself in my house. My mm. mom was at work and my dad had run an errand for his job that he was doing at the time. And um, just another event had happened. And I like locked myself in the house and... Um, so for me, really realizing like that that was it, um, yeah. coming off of the medication yeah. and knowing on medication and off medication and doing all these different mm-hmm. things, I yeah. still felt this way. I was finally yeah. able to say, I have depression and mm-hmm. being able to put those words to it and say, yeah. this is it. Like I mm-hmm. have depression. Um, medical diagnoses came later. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of helped with it to make it all mm-hmm. make sense. Yeah. Um, to just, but to just mm-hmm. be able to put those words to it and yeah. see with or without medication, mm-hmm. with or without Jesus, yeah. this is something that's in my life. Yeah, and reality. now how do we deal with that? Yeah. Right. That's good. Was that something that was freeing for you to mm. to label it, you mm. know, or like to say it out loud? I don't know if that's part of your journey. Is that? Um, yeah, I, I don't think know. So. Yeah, I, I think um, 
for me, after a couple of weeks, I have uh, this group of friends that we mm -hmm. all grew up together, and yeah. we're still really close. Mm -hmm. And they all came to come see me in Dallas, mm -hmm. and I remember they, the first thing they commented on was my weight, because mm -hmm. it had only been two weeks since I had seen them last, and they were like, you... And I, yeah. the, in their mind, they were like, what happened? <laughs> like, yeah. we know <laughs> that this happened. Like, we know that you just went through a breakup. That's why we're here. Right. But what happened? And I remember mm -hmm. one of them, um, she, uh, she was like, it's that depression weight loss. Mm -hmm. And cause she has, she also struggles with it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, it's that depression weight loss. And that was the first time that I considered it because mm -hmm. I think like when you're yeah. in the yeah. pit, uh, and when you're in that hole or when you're lifeless, basically yeah. like a dead body mm. that's somehow still breathing, like mm. when you're like that, you don't really care for the labels at that point. Yes. Like, I, mm. like you're just like, I don't really care to know yeah. what this is. This is just my reality. Mm. And so her telling me that and me being able to wake up and be like, oh, like maybe I should care as to what yeah. this mm -hmm. stage or what mm -hmm. this season of my life is. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I think it was validating for mm -hmm. sure. And like almost like a wake up call, like a like a splash of cold water on call. my face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, of realizing how like the severity mm -hmm. of what yes. it was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it was more of a wake up call, too. And I'm a different generation than you guys mm -hmm. are. And I think there was still mm -hmm. some shame mm -hmm. associated with. Yeah. I have depression mm -hmm. um, because it, again, it still felt like I had grown up and I now look back and I can yeah. diagnose several of my family members. Mm -hmm. um, but, but the belief was Jesus will take care of it. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't, mm -hmm. you must be doing something wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I think I dealt with some shame mm -hmm. um, and probably still do sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's a constant battle to, yeah. to believe that what God mm -hmm. says about me is true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you're able to walk with other women that are your age too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, helping them in this journey as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Coming from a generation, like you said, that maybe more shaming. Um, yeah, I definitely have more compassion. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's great. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so what, looking back on walking through depression, can you see now, you, you said in the moment, I don't know what I was walking through, like yeah. I felt nothingness. Yeah. But looking back on your experience in the, the deep pit of mm -hmm. depression, could you see some warning signs that maybe you were inching towards that? Mm -hmm. I would have to say um, my parents would probably be able to say yes, looking back. Mm -hmm. um, I was the life of the party. Mm. Stand on the <laughs> fireplace and perform for everybody. <laughs> there was never that. a stranger that I met. We could go to a restaurant. I would talk to everybody. Yeah. Um, and so for that light to go out, for me mm. to withdraw from myself, yeah. um, to want to be in my bedroom and not go anywhere, mm -hmm. um, to go somewhere and come home and just have to like, pass out, you know, yeah. just rest so heavily from that time mm -hmm. probably would have been a really big warning sign mm -hmm. of just such a big personality yeah. twist mm -hmm. um, of, you know, where is that the life of the party? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Life's a party is what my mom <laughs> Life's says. a party with Carrie. Yes. Yes. I love yes. it. <laughs> and this is why I'm glad that we're getting multiple perspectives because mm -hmm. mine is completely different. Mm -hmm. Like for, for me, I'm still put together. Like I'm mm -hmm. still very much, like again, I showed up to work mm -hmm. like yeah. still, like the next day I was yes. at work and like mm -hmm. still like in appearance, like mm -hmm. full, like, you know, dressed up, like full makeup, like no yeah. one could tell any difference. The only indication mm -hmm. that there was anything different was my weight. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, and at the time I didn't recognize them, but now, you know, I've been, um, praise, praise the Lord for counseling mm -hmm. and therapy. Mm -hmm. And I've, yeah. I've been able to identify some of the warning signs. Cause mm -hmm. again, 
I still deal with it now. Yes. Like there's still flare ups. Like, you know, yeah. this is this is mm-hmm. super, this is a super recent yeah. topic for me, mm-hmm. too. Like this is something yeah. that I'm dealing with right now, like mm-hmm. a flare up. Yeah. And um, for me, it's just like the things that once brought me joy mm-hmm. do are meaningless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they are mm-hmm. worthless. Like mm-hmm. I love being outside. I love hiking. Yeah. Um, and whenever I can do that and feel nothing, mm-hmm. then that's an indication. I like having my room clean. Like that's mm-hmm. part of my morning mm-hmm. routine is like yeah. making my bed every morning. And when my room starts getting messy, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh no. And then another big yeah. thing for me is when I first came to faith, mm-hmm. um, my morning quiet time, mm-hmm. like the first thing I did in the morning yeah. wasn't to text my, tech, uh, my text messages mm-hmm. or emails. Yeah. It was to wake up and go read my Bible and spend time in prayer. That was like a big yeah. part of my spiritual growth mm-hmm. was like my mornings yeah. um, and my evenings. I started and ended the day with that quiet time with Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I tell my friends this, like if you notice, I am snoozing my alarms yeah. and I'm not waking up because I love that and it mm-hmm. gives me joy and it gives me life. Like if yeah. I'm snoozing my alarms, that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Like that means that there's something wrong because mm-hmm. I look forward to that. Like yeah. there there were nights where I would look forward to waking up to getting to spend time with Christ, yeah. like intentionally, like not yeah. having all these bombarding distractions. Mm-hmm. But um, when I snooze my alarms, like that's typically not yeah. a good sign. Um, mm-hmm. like there's something up mm-hmm. or there's something coming up because it's sneaky like it yes. creeps up on you like yeah. it's not like a sudden like you're like super excited and lively yeah. and then you just yes. shut down like for some people that might be the mm-hmm. case right. but for me it's very sneaky like mm-hmm. it comes up on mm-hmm. me when I least expect it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's good yeah, yeah. I agree mm-hmm. um so when and why did you guys seek help I was older Um, so we've walked through different seasons, gotten different. I was 21 when I was finally diagnosed with endometriosis. So that's seven years after the initial, what is the stomach pain? What is going on with my body? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And doctors saying it's stress, it's depression Mm -hmm. and realizing no, it's not. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think a lot of that was figuring out how to navigate the two of Mm -hmm. having depression and having these physical issues. Um, and so we, those are easier to Mm -hmm. focus on. And so that's where a lot of time and energy went. Mm -hmm. Um, And 21 was really the same age where I was able to say I have depression. So those Mm -hmm. kind of came at the same time. Um, And I always felt like Mm -hmm. if I read my Bible enough and if I prayed enough, Mm. it would go away. And so to continually walk through that and these Mm -hmm. different seasons of pouring into my relationship with the Lord and spending hours and you know developing this quiet time Mm -hmm. and it not going away i finally told my husband and it was during the pandemic it was right Mm -hmm. before um covid hit i was on the wait list and actually started um Mm -hmm. with a counselor during covid um Mm -hmm. on zoom sessions um and so that was really the first time where i and I think that's part of it is mm-hmm. as an adult making that decision and saying, mm-hmm. I'm ready. Like, this is what I need. Yeah. And it just being mm-hmm. um, a decision for me and how I want to parent and raise Good. my children. I could see it so much affecting my mm-hmm. relationship with my spouse and my relationship mm-hmm. with my children. And yeah. so I wanted to understand myself better mm-hmm. and have tools to be able to combat that yeah. and just be a better wife, a better mom, a better friend. Yeah. Um, so I think that was the big things for me. That's good. That's good. I heard you, you made the decision yourself, mm-hmm. but you also had people around you yes. that helped you make that decision. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So that's really great. Yeah. yeah. Just being surrounded by community. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So how has your outlook on life changed after walking through depression? 
what would you say, maybe some things like, as you reflect on a traumatic experience, mm -hmm. is, has the way that you viewed life changed? Has the way you view God changed? Um, what, what are some kind of shifts maybe in your mind or your heart? Well, I mean, for me, my depression, um, that terrible, that, that deep depression yeah. uh, from a few years ago, that's what ultimately allowed me to be mm -hmm. in a spot to accept Christ like that. Mm. And so I, in a way, like, I'm almost like not grateful for it. That's not the right word, but I can, um, I'm just, I'm just grateful that the Lord was able to use that experience mm -hmm. to get me in a position where I couldn't do anything except look up to him. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and so the Lord found me in that mm -hmm. time and I gave my life to Christ. And I think part of me expected my depression to go away. Cause mm -hmm. that's kind of what like the, mm -hmm. we were indoctrinated with that mm -hmm. growing up. But, uh, when I became a believer, yes, in a, it, it's different because it like, whereas in the, in the past, like I, had no hope like mm -hmm. there wasn't any belief yeah. or joy or anything outside of myself mm -hmm. that could give me joy mm -hmm. um but now as a believer i do know those promises and i do mm -hmm. know those principles mm -hmm. and i have the scripture to back it up and yeah. the biblical figures that also struggled with depression mm -hmm. like elijah like david mm -hmm. like jeremiah like all these mm -hmm. immense men and mm -hmm. women of god that still struggled with it yeah. um it it's changed my perspective in the way that now I know that what I can ground myself to, but that doesn't stop the enemy from still trying to bring up those lies that I believed for so long. Like mm -hmm. the Lord, maybe the Lord isn't in your favor. Like, you know, mm -hmm. just those lies mm -hmm. don't just go away. Like you still mm -hmm. have to combat them. And so my perspective on life has changed because my perspective on depression has changed. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I see it um, more as like a battle, like an ongoing battle, an ongoing mm -hmm. thorn in my mm -hmm. side. Um, and yet the Lord still has the victory over it because mm -hmm. the Lord found the greatest victory in my life through my depression mm -hmm. was, which was me coming to faith. Mm -hmm. And so like, I, I, I don't, I view it not necessarily something that has the ability to take my joy because my joy is not rooted in my depression. Right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have the authority to take my hope. It doesn't right. have the authority to take any of those things, but it is still a struggle. Like mm -hmm. it's still a battle. Like you yeah. can't, you can't tell me mid battle mm -hmm. that it's not a big deal. Or like, mm -hmm. if I just prayed yeah. enough, then it would go away. Like, right. no, like that's yeah. not reality. Mm -hmm. that is not the case like mm -hmm. we all have different burdens um, and different things that the Lord allows us to use and mm -hmm. so like I've mm -hmm. been able to minister to girls my age or people that have mm -hmm. dealt with similar experiences um, because of this and like so yeah. I don't necessarily think the Lord caused it but I know that he's going to use it yeah. because that's just what he does it's like good. he's able yeah. to rewrite these things um, and to give them value mm -hmm. where they didn't have it before yeah. mm -hmm. and so it has yeah. changed my life um, but not mm -hmm. necessarily in the way that it originally did. Yeah. And that's what I would say too, mm -hmm. is there's purpose in it. There's yeah. purpose in all of our suffering. God doesn't waste any bit of it. Yeah. And the Bible even tells us like, share your testimony, tell your story. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why it was really easy for me to say yes, that I would yeah. come on here and just be vulnerable mm -hmm. and share that because I have felt such conviction from the yeah. Lord that mm -hmm. I've given you the story yeah. for you to share, to help mm -hmm. other people. And it's just one of those things that if one person that hears it, mm -hmm. if it makes a difference, then that's worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just knowing that there's purpose in mm -hmm. it. Um, and I'm, I'm with Becky. I think it's not a grateful thing, but you can appreciate mm. what the Lord's given you and mm -hmm. just know that he uses um, all of that for his glory um, mm -hmm. and for his namesake. That's yeah. good. That's good. And for me, ultimately, mm -hmm. my struggle with depression is what led me to go to go back to get my master's in marriage and family counseling yeah. because I was struggling to understand if the mm -hmm. same power that raised Jesus from the dead is at work in me, why do I have to take mm. this pill every morning? Mm. Um, and I and I think, you know, what I've what I've learned is we are souls that live in bodies and these bodies are fallen and there's yeah. you know, there are a whole mm -hmm. lot of theological mm -hmm. questions to 
to, to settle there, but it, it led me um, to want to share my story. Yeah. Um, and it and in the counseling room, it makes me so much more approachable to other people because yes. I know what they're feeling Absolutely. and I understand. Yeah. Right. And I don't try to give them pat answers. Yeah. Um, and I would say for the community mm-hmm. of faith. Yeah. It's important that you listen yes. before you Please. try to tell them how to fix <laughs> yes. their problem. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, so, I, you know, I think mm-hmm. we need to cultivate yeah. the ability to listen to people yeah, with these absolutely. issues. Um, and and also good, not, yeah. not expect them to think mm-hmm. that there is purpose in this. Like, mm-hmm. as I heard yes. myself saying that, I was like, that yeah. is the truth. Mm-hmm. But like for people out there listening that don't know the yeah. word like that, I don't want you to take that yes. and like be like, oh, they're, you know, mm-hmm. this uh, they're de- devaluing, invalidating mm-hmm. my pain. Mm-hmm. And it's. That's not what we're trying to say. We're just right. trying to say that I have, I lived mm-hmm. 24 years of yeah. my life away from the Lord mm-hmm. and I found joy. I have mm-hmm. found yeah. it or it, like he found me really. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't even looking for him, but yeah. I, I found joy. Like mm-hmm. I found mm-hmm. peace. I found promise. I yeah. found someone that is faithful mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, he's great. <laughs> so we want you yeah. guys to meet him. <laughs> yeah. and, so like, oh, yeah. and it's not going to heal you of right. your depression necessarily. Yeah. Um, that might be the story for mm-hmm. some, but that's not mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah. And but I just want them mm-hmm. to I just want you guys to remember that mm-hmm. you are you're seen, you are heard mm-hmm. and like yeah. you have people around you that care for you deeply. Mm-hmm. And you have a God who yeah. created you with a purpose that mm-hmm. wants to assign you mm-hmm. with that and give you that joy and give you that mm-hmm. peace that depression doesn't have the authority to take away from yeah. you. And, and so the, like, I just want them to hear that. Yeah. yeah. And the promise that they're there's no depression in heaven. Yes. Amen. So, <laughs> while we won't be healed this side of heaven, possibly, right. like she said, yeah. some people could be. Mm-hmm. It, there's different situations, but just the promise and the hope that we have in heaven, yeah. knowing that when we're there, we won't experience that anymore. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. And I love what yeah. Carrie said about him finding him bringing purpose and he doesn't waste mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Right. And while right. the depression, we may still struggle this side of heaven, mm-hmm. I think the Lord can take it and make beauty out of the ashes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, because he's done so many incredible mm-hmm. things through that in my life yes. that I wouldn't trade for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so knowing that while it may not completely go away, yeah. um, he can bring so much joy out yeah. of using it. Yeah. If absolutely. we let him, yes. but we yes. have so to let good. him. He can also use it to prepare you for what's coming. Mm -hmm. I think dealing with it and experiencing it at such a young age and um, growing up with that and working through that before having children. Mm -hmm. And then we have three children that have had very different experiences medically and um, just different diagnosis and everything. Um, I think some of those things would have literally shattered my faith and just made me crumble. And the fact that I had already walked through some things allowed me to cling tighter to him and just continue. So depression grew my faith. And then these things have continued to Mm -hmm. grow my faith. Mm -hmm. That's good. So if there are people listening right Mm -hmm. now who have been trying to piece together what they've been feeling Mm -hmm. and that maybe a light bulb's come on Mm -hmm. and they're saying, maybe this is depression that Mm -hmm. I'm walking through. uh, What would you want to, you already offered lots of encouragement. You're like, go seek help. Um, But what maybe practical steps Mm -hmm. or if you want to encourage more, like what would you advise people to do or just encourage people to do if the, the light bulb's coming on and they're saying, I think this is depression that I'm feeling. What would you say to them? Well, typically, mm-hmm. um, what I recommend for my clients, mm-hmm. I always recommend that the first thing they do is go to their doctor and get a complete physical mm-hmm. because there are so mm-hmm. many things that contribute. And so mm-hmm. you want to make sure there's nothing physically going on, like your thyroid's not messing up mm-hmm. your, or your hormones aren't out yeah. of whack. There, mm-hmm. there are all kinds of things um, that I think contribute to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you used a word earlier mm-hmm. that I think is critical for a person struggling with depression, and that's community. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because what yes. you want to do is yeah. stay in bed, mm-hmm. and staying in bed will sabotage your life. Right. Yes. Um, there that's are good. so many things that being in community 
um, help with addictions. There are so many ways that community is valuable. And so I think force yourself, if you can, to get out. And if you know somebody who's depressed, drag them out. Um, You you don't want to enable them, (laughs) but you certainly want to give them the opportunity to be in community. Or jump in with them and just sit there on their couch in the dark with them so that they know that you're there. Um, Be there with them. Yeah, that's good. And I I think also Mm -hmm. just to flee from isolation like just uh-huh. run from it like because uh-huh. that that's my first defense mechanism is uh-huh. to isolate uh-huh. so i'm not seen to be weak uh-huh. um uh-huh. and i think like we tend to view yeah. depression as something that's only for the weak uh-huh. and like and so accepting yeah. that is almost like accepting like a victim mentality like uh-huh. i don't want to claim this yeah. like i don't want to do that uh-huh. like that's not that's not yeah. i'm stronger than that yeah. I, be- I my faith is stronger than this uh-huh. and so like flee from isolation and yeah. and be willing to accept that that is like your battle for mm-hmm. maybe yeah. for your life maybe for that season mm-hmm. but like be willing to accept that mm-hmm. because the sooner you're able to accept it the sooner you're able to get you know mm-hmm. whatever help the lord is trying to offer you in that moment it might yeah. be you know getting a diagnosis and and the treatment mm-hmm. or medication that helps mm-hmm. you with that or it might be going to counseling yeah. or it might be getting more involved with your community of believers around you yeah. um so i think just like fleeing from isolation and not invalidating the struggles that is depression like Mm. i think is a big thing because especially in the church community and like coming from a mexican background Mm. like we mexican culture is not friendly to this topic because Mm. like it's like just get up you know Mm -hmm. dust the dirt off your sandals like and just go back to work like you're not working enough like clearly if that's the issue and so like like shedding off those lies Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah. and just be willing to be vulnerable in that moment yeah. and be like, this is what I'm dealing mm-hmm. with and being vulnerable with the people that love you yeah. and the people that um, are on your side. Uh, because it, you know, in some case, I have friends that struggle with depression and their parents are heavy against mental mm-hmm. health or mm-hmm. against like, and so I think finding the right advocates yes. for that season is yeah. also important. Like knowing who you can open up to in that moment. Mm-hmm. Your parents love you to death. Like they love you so much. Mm-hmm. They may not be the advocate for you mm-hmm. in that moment, yeah. um, in that part of their life mm-hmm. and in your life. And so I think finding the advocates mm-hmm. um, that are going to speak the gospel truth back to mm-hmm. you, as well as uh, fleeing from isolation yeah. is yeah. important. Yeah. That's good. I would agree. Those, yeah. I mean, she said community mm-hmm. and flee from isolation. And yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Find someone that you can say, I'm in a low. This is, yeah. you know, it's dark right now. Mm-hmm. Whatever your words are, mm-hmm. just find your words that you can tell someone else yeah. so that yeah. they just know and they can mm-hmm. come join alongside. Yeah. yeah. And then I would also say, mm-hmm. um, identify the lie of the enemy. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is so incredibly important that Absolutely. you understand what is the lie that I'm believing mm-hmm. and then you fight it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to think people who did affirmations were so cheesy, but it's actually <laughs> really good for you. So speak yeah. the truth to yourself, speak mm-hmm. it out loud, speak it to mm-hmm. other people, speak mm-hmm. it to the Lord in the car, speak it mm-hmm. everywhere and let the Lord renew your mind. Take That's, those yeah. thoughts That's captive great. and yeah. let him renew your mind. Yeah. 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 That's um, so good. good. Yeah. yeah. Words yeah. have power. Yeah. I mean, it says in the Bible, we, we've seen it lived out. You guys have all seen it lived yeah, out. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, and I, 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 sorry, you just reminded me of like um, mm-hmm. the armor of God. Yes. And the Lord put this on my heart like mm-hmm. months ago. And like, mm-hmm. it's just so funny that the timing is now. But like the mm-hmm. armor of God, um, the first verse that it talks about is using putting on the belt of truth. Mm-hmm. And when he really had me focus on that verse for like a long time, <laughs> I was like, this is 20 minutes of reading the same verse. What's the oh. point of this? And um, he kind of like was able to light light on that that 
truth is the first thing we need to put on every yes. morning. Hmm. Yes. Um, and so for that mm -hmm. season or that part of your life, it might look different. And so yeah. for mine, like, again, I struggle with nihilism. Like that is mm -hmm. the big, that's the crux of my depression. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's no purpose, there's no point. Mm -hmm. And so like putting on the belt of truth is that the Lord has called me to purpose. Mm -hmm. The Lord has mm -hmm. given me purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and putting on that truth first thing in the morning yeah. before I put on the shield of faith, before mm -hmm. I get out the sword, um, before yeah. I put on the shoes, like mm -hmm. before anything else, I have to gird myself with truth yeah. every single day, every single moment. Well, and if I could piggyback on that, yeah. you, you brought up at a point earlier mm -hmm. that I hear all the time in the counseling room, and this is just doubting the goodness of God. Yes. Um, and so, you know, I think the shield of faith is incredibly important. And yeah. I think we have to be very aware that the shield of faith is believing who God is and yeah. not what he will or won't do. Right. Good. Um, good. We get really tripped up with the sovereignty of God and yeah. believing that either he's weak or he's not good. Which is it? Which do mm -hmm. I want to believe? Neither one is true. Mm -hmm. um, he is sovereign. He is good. But we are trying to use the language of time and space to explain a God who created time right. and space. He's of Come it. on. And yeah. so at the end of the day, we have to believe that right. God is who yeah. he says yeah. he is, Absolutely. even if I can't articulate it, yeah. which means we don't just need to learn truth. We need to experience truth, which yeah. is why like our prayer gatherings yeah. are so yeah. powerful yes. mm -hmm. um, because we are experiencing God, not mm -hmm. just knowing about him. We are experiencing his goodness in yeah. a tangible way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that yes. shield of faith, Absolutely. I would have to say is incredibly important. Yes. yes. That's really good. I'm big on journaling and I yeah. think writing things down Yeah. because then when you are mm -hmm. hearing those lies from the enemy or mm -hmm. you're feeling he's not good, he's mm -hmm. not with me, you can look back and you can read, you can read the Bible and you yeah. can see where he was there for the Israelites and mm -hmm. you can read your journal and see where he was there for you in your life. Yes. Yeah. So if you're not experiencing yeah. that right now today, mm -hmm. you've experienced it before Yeah. and just having that to look back on and say, no, mm -hmm. he is good and he is and yes yeah so that's so good and my last piece of advice would yeah. come from the great theologian Dory and Finding Nemo. <laughs> just keep swimming. Yes. I can't tell you how yes. many days yes. I go through the day. Just keep swimming. Yeah. Elizabeth, if you put one foot in front yeah. of the other, you will one day turn around and the valley will be behind you. Yeah. So just do the next right thing. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. You have to walk mm. in faithfulness yeah. even if you don't feel it. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times mm -hmm. I find myself go, letting my body go where my faith will follow. Mm -hmm. Like my, like that obedience, um, I don't, it doesn't always feel good yeah. like mm -hmm. at all, especially when or you you're don't depressed. want to, or you don't want to do like, it. Like you're like, I don't believe in this right going. now. Like yeah. I just, but walking in obedience mm -hmm. and allowing your feelings yeah. to catch up mm -hmm. with you, I think is yeah. so important yeah. for me. And it, mm -hmm. you know, again, like finding journaling, mm -hmm. like hearing the words from months ago mm -hmm. that are real today to mm -hmm. me, um, yeah. is just really, really empowering and yeah. impactful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, sometimes really he parts the seas for us, mm. and sometimes you have to put your foot uh -huh. for it That's to part. Yeah. So, yeah. I need that on a poster. To, yeah. You have yes. to take the step of obedience. Yeah. Oh, that is good. I like yeah. that. That's so good. Yeah. Um, well, I, I've been so blessed by our conversation, and I know, and I'm going to pray that God uses this message mm -hmm. to reach a lot of people who need Jesus to hear it. Um, Y'all's yes. testimonies are an encouragement. Thank you for sharing them. Thank you for being vulnerable. I know it wasn't easy, but your encouragement um, has meant so much. It's going to mean so much to everybody listening and watching. And so uh, we're going to close out. But if there is anything we're like, I got to say this before we close out. Um, is there anything you want to say? If not, that's okay. I'll just close it. Okay. I'm good. I can't. All right. I just, I think counseling, 
Mm. Uh, gets a bad rep yes. in the Christian community mm. yes. for mm. sure. Yeah. Uh, and I say that not even as a counselor, but someone who's <laughs> you're like Elizabeth is sitting I'm here. I'm a big yeah. advocate for it. Like yeah. I love it so much. And I went to counseling before mm. I was a believer and yeah. believed in it then. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. as when I became a believer, there was a moment like a crossroads mm-hmm. where I was, where I felt like my my religious side mm-hmm. like. That you know, the ingrained from when I was a kid coming up being like, just find joy, just be peaceful, like the Lord is good. Like, yeah, and then also like my unbelieving self being like, counseling should be able to cure me, like, or this should be able to work. And I came to a crux where I was like, I'm a believer now, I have the Holy Spirit, I have mm-hmm. the Lord on my side, like, what now? Yeah, do I still keep going? And I felt the Lord like really encourage it, you know, because mm-hmm. like one of the names that He identifies Himself as is the Great Counselor. Yes. Why would He identify Himself yeah. as something if it's innately bad? Like, right. and I think mm-hmm. like having um, someone who's unbiased, who's removed from the situation, who's mm-hmm. able to find like they don't necessarily just listen to you. It's not a venting session. Mm-hmm. It is a moment where you are processing your feelings, processing mm-hmm. your thoughts and your experiences mm-hmm. in a way where they're willing to challenge you mm-hmm. with biological mm-hmm. truth, with truth right. that you believe, where they remind mm-hmm. you of the things that you stand for, that you value mm-hmm. and being challenged. And mm-hmm. so like just counseling is just such a beautiful tool <laughs> yeah. of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I have achieved so much healing. Yeah. He yes. has healed me through counseling mm-hmm. and he has healed me by his own hand. Yeah. And he has used, um, mm-hmm. he has just used my relationship with my therapist mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so beautifully in my mm-hmm. own life. And so I just really want to combat that lie yeah. that if you go to counseling, you're weak, or if you mm-hmm. go to counseling, you're broken, mm-hmm. or I'm not broken enough to go to counseling. Mm-mm. Every single person benefits yes. from it. Everyone. Yes. You can be the most perfect mm-hmm. put together person on the planet, which you're mm-hmm. not because Jesus already came and left. <laughs> right, but he did that. let's start there. <laughs> yeah. But also just every single person, you don't, your life does not have to be falling apart for you to benefit from it. Right. So yeah. I just really want to put that out there yeah. to all of my friends and especially my guy friends who really want to benefit right. from it. Yeah. <laughs> but just like it's not it's not unmasculine to go to counseling mm-hmm. at all. You you are counseled by the Lord every single day yeah. and he wants to use others to counsel mm-hmm. into your life too. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That's good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and watching on YouTube. Make sure you like, share and subscribe this. We want their testimonies, their, this message of hope to reach more people. So I hope you'll take time to do that. If you realize that maybe you are walking through depression, we would, like Elizabeth said, love to pray with you. We would invite you to come to our Wednesday night prayer gatherings at each of our campuses. Information about that will be in the show notes below, but you can also go to fielder.org prayer. And that form is a place where you can ask for prayer, but it's also a place where we can help connect you to counselors that um, are here in our city and community. So we wanna help walk with you through this. Please reach out, please don't stay isolated. You heard them say it, it's not worth it. And so (laughs) we wanna walk with you through whatever you are walking through right now. So I hope you'll join us next week where we are going to talk about another mental health struggle, but until then, we'll see you later. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Let us know if you have any questions or feedback from today's episode by going to fielder.org slash podcast. Or if you're watching on YouTube, just leave a comment below. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a rating and review. That helps this message reach more people in our community because it's our hope this podcast will equip you and many others to live as a follower of Christ outside the walls of the church.